Welcome back to another episode of Off the Pine Podcast. Here we have four quarters of content. This is Jack, joined by my good friend, Tyler Trigg. How are you doing this evening? Yeah, ready to get after it, man. Oh boy, I got a glass of wine poured, ready to talk about uh, the devastating Chicago Bulls so far this season. I'm ready to get right into it. Let's talk about our squads. All we didn't right. Give, we didn't like we didn't do a team update last week, um. So let's just get right into our pitiful fucking teams. I agree. So the first quarter st- of tonight's show will be a Bulls Wolves update, and we will start with the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> All right. Let me take a sip. Yeah, you- I've uh, ravaged through. But I've ravaged through Bulls Twitter today, and oh. The fans are panicking. They already want to rebuild. Really? They already want another rebuild. What what is causing some people some people do. I'm not panicking quite yet. I'm not quite there, but there's a lot of people that have are getting pretty manic out here in Chicago. Um we look at this team so far. I think we're sitting at like six and eight now. Um and obviously like I mean the Wolves had a pretty easy start to the schedule. We have, like, damn near the same record. The Bulls had a pretty brutal start to their season. They might even be 6-9 and nine now, but they're 6-8 or 6-9. They just lost to the Pelicans. They just lost to the Pelicans without Zion. They just lost to the Pelicans without Zion. I mean, the last two games have looked absolutely just fucking horrendous. Um, there's just no way to beat around the bush. Um, like, it's weird because we've had good wins – so far this year, our schedule's been pretty tough. Or, I mean, fairly tough compared to some of the other teams I've been watching. But, like, some of these losses have just been inexcusable. Um, obviously, I mean, like, in terms of blame, a lot of people, like, want to shift blame towards Billy Donovan, which mm. I don't agree with because this team is a top 10 defense right now. And our best defender's not even playing. Yeah, And Vooch is one of the worst rim defenders in the league. And this team is somehow in the top 10 in terms of defensive ratings. That's ridiculous. If I, we might've, we might've dropped after last night, but um, as far as I know, like, as far as I remember, we have, um, all right, here it is. Oh yeah, we are at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Ten. Oh, we dropped to 11. We are like at eight, nine or somewhere around there. We dropped to 11. That's still insane for what the defensive personnel this team has. Alex Crusoe is really the only, our only reliable defender. I mean, Javante Green's gritty, um, but like he's not a lockdown guy. Um, Patrick Williams just stands around and watches. Um, Vooch is one of the worst rim defenders in the league. We know Zach can't guard. No. DeMar can't guard. No. Um, so the fact this seems that ranked that high defensively, that's, that's coaching, dude. It's something. I mean, Io's a decent defender. I'll give him that. Io's is decent. But, yeah, I mean, the, the problem is, is where a lot of people are surprised is just offensively we've been horrible. Um, We can't – I think we're one of the worst teams in the league when it comes to the three ball. Um, Zach has just been so inconsistent, just – He's just inefficient. DeMar is, I mean, honestly, DeMar just dropped off right when Zach came back in the lineup. Hmm. Um, That's what I've noticed. I think he went for 28 the other night, but, I mean, Zach is obviously, Zach obviously takes offense away from DeMar, which I get. I mean, but, like, last year when these two were playing together, it was like one would go for 30, one would go for 25, and they would just, like, flip-flop each night when that team was first in the east they're on a roll like demar and zach have so much synergy and i just don't see it this, i just have not seen it this year at all and maybe that was a lonzo thing maybe they miss lonzo that much like, as the, the playmaker the the floor general um like the spacing that he lonzo generates and the ball movement that he creates i mean io is just not that pure point guard yet um, that's it takes time. Um, Io is more of a combo, kind of a combo guard. 
he's not that pure point guard that's going to get the ball moving, get everyone involved, and make his teammates better like Lonzo has. Um, so that's kind of – I mean, there's like people on Twitter like the Vucevic trade was a huge mistake. Patrick Williams is the bust, which I do agree with. He's shown he's shown like little signs of improvement where he scored a little bit more, but like now this dude's a bust. I'm over it. I'm over it. We should have traded him last year when his value was still high. Um, we are getting shit for him at this point. No, nothing. Um, people, like, we shouldn't have signed Zach Levine to that Levine to that max extension. Trade Demar, um, because the reality, like our only assets are Demar DeRozan, Io DeSumo. Um, I don't think Zach is an asset at this point with that five-year, $200 million contract when he hasn't played well to start the year. I mean, I'd like to – I'm going to make two comments. First comment is the Bulls traded uh, Wendell Carter Jr., and I believe it was two first-round picks for Nikola Vukovic. Uh, We don't have a a pick. As long as we are outside the top three – that first pick already became Franz Wagner. Yeah. Okay, so you now essentially traded Wendell Carter Jr., who's looked like a decent starter for the Orlando Magic. Decent, yeah. Decent. And Franz Wagner, who is budding with potential. And another first-round pick, assuming you don't land in the top four. Yep, exactly. Yep, top four protected. I don't know, um, man. And without Zoe, um, I mean, it's very early. I don't think anyone should jump to conclusions about their team this early. There's a reason why the our next game, uh, our next game's against Orlando. So I think we should get it done there. We should get back on track. Um, if we don't, then let's press the panic button. If we lose against to, if we lose to Orlando, I'm gonna press the panic button and start. So, so Orlando on Twitter. Orlando is the is the game. Do is there any upside to this team right now? Are you seeing any upside, or is this all just? I I, I really need to see this team with Lonzo back on it to give a fair judgment of this core. Um, and I mean, looking in the future, it's like Vooch's contract is up after this year. I don't know what the Bulls will do. I mean, it's not like there's going to be a team that pays him a bunch of money. Um, so it's like, it's kind of like a D-Lo situation from Minnesota. It's very, very similar to that. Um, I mean, Vooch has been more productive than D-Lo this year. It's just, Vooch is just so bad on defense. It's just like, he's Which, been when scoring all right, rebounding when center, well. When your center is bad on defense, it's worse than if your point guard is bad on defense. I would, I would. Believe. Yes, I, I, no, I would agree. I would for sure agree with you. Um, and then yeah, Demar's got next year's his last year on that deal that the Bulls gave him, which I mean, Demar's contract is very tradable. I think he's only making twenty eight or so million a year, um, twenty eight to thirty, and he's still looking like a really productive player so that contract is tradable um i just don't know what moves the bulls are really going to have this offseason um they're kind of at a weird like they're kind of at a weird place right now well i think Um, i think i think you're jumping jumping uh too far in the future if you're thinking about the draft november 17th i mean we're not going to even have a pick so like what's the point Unless yeah. uh, unless we just blow it blow it up this year, we're not going to have a pick. Well, um, do you have any lasting comments, or should I, should we switch over to the Timberwolves? Man, I mean, all I can say for Bulls fans, all I can say for to the Bulls fans out there, um, it's an early season. It's not like we're incredibly far behind. You know, a lot of teams are just starting to figure it out too. Um. Hopefully we can get Lonzo back around that January, February time, and we can really evaluate this team. And hopefully in the meantime, we can just hover around the tail end of that playoff, like the eight, nine, seven area. Hopefully we can just kind of sit around there. Well, um, I'm just going to say this. I did have the Bulls as a nine seed, so I'd like to say I was right about one thing. Um, 
So moving into the Timberwolves, uh, slightly different type of energy than I feel like what you Bulls fans are feeling. Um, for the first, so we're 15 games in, and the Wolves are seven and eight, I believe. Let me just pull this up. Seven and eight. We are seven and eight. Yep, seven and eight. We're technically in the tenth seed right now. A little two-game winning streak. You know, I mean, you know, we're only three and a half games back at first. You know, every anything's possible. But, you know, the first the first seven games, the Wolves were looking bad. You know, we weren't passing the ball well. Very selfish. Honestly, the first like ten games, very selfish basketball. Um, Carl Anthony Towns couldn't guard anyone. He couldn't shoot the ball either, which was the weird part. Very inefficient from three, which is not who Carl is. Um, but in the last like four or five games, we've started to play team basketball and we're passing the ball a lot better. D'Lo hasn't looked like absolute dog shit. He's looked bad, but not that bad. And I don't know. I mean, just like just last night, Ant and Carl each had over 30 points. Ruby had a solid game. Um, I'm looking up, you know, Kyle Anderson missed the first like first 10 games of the year or he, he played the first two and then he was out for four. And then the next couple after that, he was still rehabbing um, with his back spasms. And Kyle Anderson is our sixth man. He's a huge part of our team. We signed him before we even traded for Rudy Gobert. And I don't know him. He's played healthy the last couple of games and he is the ultimate glue guy for this team. We've played so much better. We're no longer the selfish team. Um, I do believe that Cat needs to figure out his defensive problems right now. Right now, he's playing much worse defense than he did last year. And Anthony needs to start throwing the ball to Rudy in the paint a little bit more. Um, saw some stat that Donovan Mitchell averaged four passes a game to Rudy during their stint together. Yep. And Anthony Edwards has thrown him four passes of the last 125 pick and rolls they've done. So I would assume that just might be a part of the fact that Ant has never been used to being a facilitator in the pick and roll. He's so used to trying to score. But outside of that, yeah. I'm really liking where we're sitting. Um, obviously had higher expectations going into the year, but you know, I, I'm not. I'm not going to be quick to judge and jump and say this team sucks and the Rudy Gobert trade was a bad trade and we should have traded for Dejounte Murray. Or it's too early for that. Come January, come playoff time, we can talk about that. But uh, you know, the Wolves. I think uh, after how the season started, I think we have something to look up to right now. Yeah, uh, and I'll make some comments as well, just from what I observed. Um, definitely. Sorry. <laughs> um, definitely need to figure out um, who's going to be the leader of this team. Um, it's just early on, it seemed like they've been missing Patrick Beverly a lot. Um, someone that holds them accountable. Um, just a real heavy locker room presence and a guy that's vocally a leader. I'm sure like guys like I'm sure like a guy like Rudy is a leader, but I'm sure even I mean I'm sure that guys even like Kyle Anderson or or Prince are you know are leaders in the locker room, but I need mean, Pat Bedrigley, Pat was like that vocal leader on the court that um that really always kept the team, the team on their feet and just holding guys accountable in the moment. And he just brought the energy. Like the Wolves always had so much energy. It felt like when he was on the floor. Um, seems like that's been lacking this year. Um, yeah, early on, just selfish play. Um, I'm not really worried about Ant the pick and roll stuff because I mean Donovan had the ball, was taking the ball up way more mm -hmm. than Ant. Will, I mean, D'Lo really has ball in his hand. Most of the time, Ant doesn't really play like Donovan played in Utah. So I kind of take that stat with a little bit of a grain and salt. Um, just because, like you said, it like he's never – Ant's not a pick-and-roll player. He, mm -hmm. He's really – he's a strictly off-the-ball player. And when you give him the ball, he's going to go get his own basket. 
Yeah, no, I I completely agree. I've I've definitely uh definitely got something. And with call- yeah, my only comment about Cat, dude. This is he's the most frustrating player I maybe have ever watched because he's so insanely talented, but sometimes he's just a brat. Yeah. He just needs to get back on defense, stop yelling at referees, get your pampers out of the bumble, and just play some fucking defense, man. Like, come on. Like, you, dude, it just, it just needs to stop. It was a problem all last year and got worse in the playoffs, and he mm. still gets into foul trouble. So he just really needs to figure it out. And I think we knew this would be a, a, a problem going into the season. We knew Cat would have a huge adjustment um, defending the four. So, I mean, he just needs to get his attitude set, set, in, like, set straight and just lock in. But, yeah, I mean, I'd, I have higher hopes for the Wolves than I do the Bulls right now. So I'll give you that one. Yeah, I, I, I would. I mean, like the only thing stopping the Bulls is just um, the fact that they don't have Lonzo. But yeah, there's, there's a, there's a foul problem. Cat is fourth in the league, and Jaden is fifth in the league in fouls committed per game, which you know is not a. And if we're talking about complete totals, um, Cat is number two with the most personal fouls, and Jaden is number three. And every year they've been together, they've been in the top five. Uh, you know, all, all things considered, I think the Wolves got something to, they got something to keep playing for. And I think the Bulls are just uh if the Bulls could just get a good stretch out of Zach and Damar, I think they'd have some of their problems solved. But let's uh let's move on yeah. to second quarter topic. Here we go. Our second quarter topic of this episode is the Portland Trailblazers. The Blazers have jumped out to a very fast start. You know, coming into the season, everyone was put in their power rankings and what they thought the playoff picture was going to be. And Portland was at the very, very bottom of that window, you know, in, in the play-in tournament. And the Portland Trailblazers, led by the one and only Dame Lillard, has sprouted off to the best record in the West. Number one, they are 10 and four. And the craziest thing about it is Dame has, he's missed five games. So he's only played two thirds of the games so far for this team. And they're still the best team in the West. Um, I think this begs the question, the begs the question was Jeremy Grant, was the Jeremy Grant trade this offseason the best addition in the offseason this past summer um no i mean the caps had down of mitchell so i disagree um that's definitely been working out very well considering he's an mvp candidate but they they've also lost a few in a row so i don't know um not gonna get off topic here but yeah i just wasn't a fan of how much they paid him i like I think I don't think Jeremy Grant's a bad player. I just wasn't thrilled about like, yeah, giving him that money. I mean, but also at the same time, you don't know who's actively seeking out to come to Portland. I don't think um, they've given him a contract extension yet. I swear they gave him max contract. I thought they did. No, I thought they just. I thought they just traded for him. I, let me look it up. I swear they extended him right away. Maybe I was wrong. I think you're wrong because on uh, if I if you look up the free agent tracker, he's a free agent for this offseason. Oh shit! I swore they get. I I swear to God, I thought they gave him uh, a four year extension. Oh, I guess not. Well, okay. Um, I mean, for right now, it's working. Um, it's gonna be. It will be. I mean, he's playing well this year. I think he's one of three Portland players averaging twenty plus. Yeah. Um, or Simmons is Simons is right on the cusp of averaging yeah. twenty plus. Simons is over twenty. Yeah. So I mean, he's worked out. It's worked out for him. 
Uh, it'll definitely be interesting to see how much money he wants this offseason. So I'm like, I'm definitely just like clenching my fists thinking about giving Jerry Grant 30 plus million a year. See, you know, that, that's the money he wanted from yeah. the Pistons. He wanted that, that max type money. Um, but yeah, I mean, just, you know, it's funny for, for all those years that Dame and CJ went on their runs. And when they got to the conference finals, it seemed like um, people were always like, oh, they're just one or two guys away from from being there. And it mm-hmm. seemed like this offseason they got those couple guys they needed back then. Yeah. They got like the the wing defender and Josh Hart that they desperately needed. Um, who's just been a he's been a beast. Hit a game I mean, winner the other night. He's getting like it makes no sense how good of a rebounder this guy is. And he he's gonna go guard. I mean, he's gonna go guard the best player on the floor a lot of the time for him. Um I mean, CJ, Simon and CJ are both kind of like interchangeable, one and the same. Um, CJ was definitely a little better. Um, Simon's is definitely still developing, growing. But in terms of like their peak, I think it's about the same. Um, both going to be scoring off the off guard, bad defenders. Um, so really don't see Simon's is really just like the equivalent of CJ just not quite there at the CJ's level that he was um you know Dame's playing great basketball they really they really missed Nurkic last last year for sure to have that enforcer down low and the biggest thing is like in past years that they have this year Portland's always just been a shitty defensive team I believe they are ranked like in their top 10 or have a top 10 defense defense this year I think around like seven or eight, they're hovering around. Um, so that's obviously been huge for them. But I mean, I'm shocked. <laughs> um, I'm shocked that they're 10 and four to start the year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still so early. I don't see them staying at the top of the West because we're starting to see teams kind of figure it out and start kind of start looking like the teams they're supposed to. I still see them at the bottom of the West in terms of playoffs. Just my opinion. Maybe I don't have them. Maybe they won't be a play-in team. I had them as a play-in team. Maybe they can actually get in that six. I I don't know. I just at the end of the day, I just think there's other teams in the West that are just better than Portland. I mean, they had a great start. Same with the Utah Jazz. But I just think there is. I I would say there's five of the six other teams better than Portland, and I think they're still gonna end up in that play-in spot. If I had a, if I had a, yeah, yeah. If, if you were put a better, if you were, if if you ever were a betting man, which obviously you are not. Um, yep. Well, I, I I don't know. I mean, I definitely see the Jazz falling out. I don't know if the Trailblazers are going to fall out. I mean, they haven't even got Gary Payton the second back yet, who's going to be another great wing defender for this team. Um, yep. Shadon Sharp has showed a lot of offensive potential so far. And he's only gonna play limited minutes, but if he can, if he can come in and score, like that's great growth for a young player. And you know, if you look at Anthony Simons, he's averaging over twenty points per game right now. And mm-hmm. if you look at CJ McCollum, his highest scoring year with with Portland is when he averaged twenty three points per game or twenty three point one in the 2020-21 season. So it's like. You know, he he averaged like for his for his prime with that team, he averaged above 20 points per game every season. And Anthony Simons is doing that as what a second or a third year player already. Like, I don't know. That's like I'm not saying they, you know, it's hard. No one wants to say you replace CJ with a better player. I don't think Anthony Simons is a better player than him yet, but we don't know yet. We don't know anything yet. But this dude, this dude looks really good. Like he he flashes a lot of potential. He plays so much like Dame, like his flair with on the offensive side of the ball. And it's no wonder that they ha- they've jumped off to this early start. Um I like I like his ceiling more. I'll give you that. I like his overall ceiling yeah. better than I like CJ's. CJ had I a like higher CJ's. CJ has a higher floor and Anthony Simons has the higher ceiling. But I really have to say 
I mean, Jeremy Grant, they've had a couple buzzer beaters so far, and none of them were hit by Dame. One was by Josh Hart, and the other one was by Jeremy Grant. And yep. I think Jeremy Grant was definitely one of the most underrated moves this offseason. Um, everyone remembers the Whoa. videos of, of, of the whole Portland team flirting with Jeremy Grant after some game when they're all yeah. looking to each other, and it worked, it worked yep. out. Like, it worked out. Well, it's not like no one thought Jeremy Grant was good Everyone knew. Everyone knows Jeremy Grant's good. It's just, it's just he made it very clear to Detroit, I want this money in, a, in this next offseason, and no one wants to trade a first-round pick for a rental. I don't um, think they even or, did trade a first-round pick for him. They did. Are you a 1,000% sure? Yeah, I am. I thought it was like, a... but I, I think I think it was like the Bucks pick though, the Bucks first round pick though. So it wasn't even. So it's not pick. like it's. No, I think it was the Bucks first round pick that they got in a trade. Yeah, it was a twenty twenty five Milwaukee first round pick, and then two second round picks from the. So I mean that that's that Milwaukee team. first round that yeah that Milwaukee first round pick is the end of the draft like yeah, not going to be anything great. I, I teams were just worried about. Okay, do we are we gonna have the money to pay him? Um, he, like Jeremy Grant doesn't fit the window that Detroit is in, in terms of paying someone yeah. five thirty million. He fits well, the window in Portland. The, the thing was, were people like, were this is this guy worth twenty five to thirty million dollars? That's just been a big, been a big thing. I mean, personally, like, I I would have trouble paying him that. I could do twenty. When you start getting like 25, 30, that's where I'm like, uh, I don't know. At I, the same time, he is a consistent 20-point-per-game scorer. Um, I mean, with the with the cap going up, um, I see 25. 20, 25, I see. 20 is still like a little – he's worth more than 20 million a year. Like, I'd say 25, 26, that's, that's okay. 30 is tough. Um you're not max player, but also like with the cap, we still haven't really figured out with what exactly what a max player is in terms of money and then what that means. Yeah. Medium level players are. We're so used to a max player meaning 30 million and then a 20 million guy being a great role player. But that's just not what the NBA is anymore in terms of money. Um oh, yeah, it's about to get it's about to get interesting for sure. It is. I mean, the other thing is, it's it's like, is this guy how much better is this guy gonna get? I mean, he's not, he's twenty eight. Um, not really sure how much better he gets in the next four years, or if he only gets worse. But I mean, he is having a ridiculous season in terms of efficiency. Though shooting fifty from the field, like forty nine from deep. Yeah. Um, he's like literally shooting almost fifty from deep right now. Yeah, on five and a half attempts per game. Like, it's not like he's just shooting one or two. Like, he's shooting over one a quarter. Like, nah, I, I think I think he'd be worth a three a three year, like seventy maybe seventy five, or I don't know if it's twenty a three year. I'd say three year eighty. Three year eighty five would be worth it for him. I, I'd I'd pay him that if I was Portland. Would you? Yeah. Okay. There you go. Uh, I mean, if you're Portland, if if you're Portland, it makes sense for you. Yeah. Um, good. I just don't know. Obviously, it didn't make sense for Detroit in their timeline, but if Portland like finishes the year very good, um, and if they if the money is right and he if it's reasonable, then Portland will definitely resign him. I don't don't see why they wouldn't if he keeps up the pace and. Portland makes a little playoff room. And like I said, I really don't know who else is going to go to Portland. That's yeah. the other thing you got to think about. I think if you can get a guy, a quality player, a really good, like a good, good player. Um, I wouldn't say good, good. I'll say good. Yeah, he's a good player. Good <laughs> like, NBA player. Good emphasis, like the little exclamation emoji thing, double tap on the good, um, the emphasized thing. <laughs> Um, yeah, if you can get a guy like that, like that, that'll stay in Portland. Um, definitely got to pull the trigger. It's hard to get guys there. They've struggled with it. Um, so trade trading's always been like 
a, their go-to for a team like them. So, uh, I mean, they did, they did get Gary Payton, but that's because they oh, actually that's, that's they, that, that's because they paid him. But um, uh, well, I think uh, I think that's a great cap for the first half of tonight's show. Um, after this little break, we're gonna come back to you with the second half of of the episode. All right, and, and we're back for your halftime. Oh, oh, wait, no, 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 no. We, the halftime show just happened. We, we don't have our the halftime show is just a little jingle, as you just heard. Um, so I guess I'm not gonna perform. Okay. No, 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 no. We'll eventually do a little halftime show and maybe a post game show. But uh, maybe, maybe, maybe Josh will come on and play piano. At yeah, <laughs> a little soliloquy, little musical soliloquy. And for your off the pine. Halftime performance, we have Piano and Friends. All right, well, our third quarter topic is going to be um, about the Oklahoma City Thunder. Man, uh, and there's one guy specifically that this is going to be about, but we'll talk about the Thunder as a large, but mainly this is about Shay Gilgis Alexander off the pine just came out with the exclusive story about that about him. So check our website, getoffthepine.com, head to our blog section, and it'll be the top story. Uh man, Shay is averaging numbers that have really only ever been done by uh your man Michael Jordan. Yeah, I think it is um the highest shooting percentage by guard was Michael at 52 and Shay's at 53, I believe right now. And he's shooting like 40 from deep, 90, 94 at the line. And he's the only guard, other guards besides Michael Jordan to have, is it like a steal a block? It's a uh, night, there's, it... o- there's only two other players in NBA history to average 30 points, two steals and one block a game. Okay. It's Dwayne Wade, Michael Jordan, and Shea is currently on track to be the third ever to com- to complete that stat line for a full. Yeah, season. that's that's insane. Um, that's, dude, he had two buzzer two buzzer buzzer videos this year. Um, dude, he's just he's really fucking good, man. Um, it's I really hope this is the year they say fuck OKC's record. We're putting Shea on the all-star team. All-NBA gets a – I mean, if he keeps it up, you have to put him in all-NBA too. Like, screw it. Yeah, like, you have to. Um, well, did you like, uh, did you see the – did you see what he posted on Instagram after he hit that buzzer beater last night? No. His caption was uh, – and you're going to love this. He said – there's a picture of him hitting the buzzer, bu- buzzer beater, and his caption was, since I'm in D.C., call me Himmy Carter. Come on. Come on. He's a BBL boy with that one. Nah, man. He, yeah, he's a – so he has that one with MJ and D. Wade. Um, he'd be only the second player to ever shoot uh, 40, 50, 90 with 30 points per game, and Steph is the only other guy to ever do that. Um, currently, he – is averaging the third most points in the paint by any player in the league. That's the wild stat that I like. I can't believe he's averaging more points in the paint than centers. And he's a freaking lanky guard. He's, he's just been fun to watch. He's so shifty. He plays like a magician. Um, every time he like has the ball in his hands on offense, it just feels like he's, just playing with so much freedom and he's just going to make up whatever he's going to do. Nothing looks like, well, I mean, who is he going to pass the ball to? That's my set. That's my second. I have a point about that, but yeah, he, yeah, it's not like, I mean, if yeah, he's got, he's got all the freedom in the world. He, he, he can pass, Poku, but you know, Poku's look good. Also, he also can go lock up someone else's team's point guard. Yeah. Or their shooting guard. And that's what he's been doing. And like, I don't know. It's because uh, a part of right when the season started, a lot of the league was talking about how without 
uh, Chet Holmgren, you know, like, is Shea going to want out? Is he tired of all the losing? There's never been any expectations for this team. How much longer can he handle this before he asks for a trade? And this man came out and silenced the crowd. Not only did he not ask for a trade, but he came out and is averaging MVP level numbers. I mean, I think the tr- I, it's a very interesting situation for OKC um, because you do wonder about the patience of Shea. And I feel like Sam Presti is the type of guy that will literally trade anything, anyone for the right price. Um, because at the end of the day, like, I don't think they want to go waste this kid's prime. Um, I don't think they have OKC- to. Why why do they why do they have to? They have the second overall pick coming back next year. I mean, I don't think they're okay. gonna make playoffs. They'll still get a couple, they'll still they still probably have four first round draft picks next year. I mean, they still just they still OKC is such a it's still such a project. I mean, Chet is a project. Let's be serious. Chet Holgram is a project. And it's gonna take him a couple of years. Um, especially with his body and who knows how sustainable Chet is. We already saw him get hurt going 50%. <laughs> saw it happen LeBron put his body into him. Like, I mean, they still just are, they still have to draft really well still and hope that these picks can work out because no one's coming to OKC as a free agent. They, I mean, the thing is they're going to have, they can maybe bundle picks together and start making trades, but yeah, I don't think that's the type. I don't think that's the type of movement that Sam Presti is gonna is gonna do. Um, I mean, I think one of those. I think Shea is gonna be next off season is gonna or even this season. I think a lot of teams are gonna have on have their eye on that situation. Um, the first team that comes to my mind, like this off season, nothing's gonna happen during the season because. Um, the way Shea's playing, it's gonna be one of those situations where teams are gonna have to bundle a lot of picks. His trade value is literally the highest it's ever been. No one's trading for Shea Gilgis Alexander right now. No, um, team to keep an eye out for. I think next in the offseason is gonna be the New York Knicks. Um, who are just are they? They're kind of in a weird position themselves. Um, just. In terms of their ratings, their defense and offensive ratings are just not good. Um, you know, they're kind of just they're in the, like they're five hundred team right now, but they really like if you look through their numbers, they have no business being a five hundred team. And you know, they kind of missed out on Donovan Mitchell this summer. Um, they did, and I think they're going to be a team that they're not going to make stagnant movements. They have a lot of picks, and they are able to get picks and make some good moves to free up the cap for Brunson. Um, but, I mean, I think they're going to be a team to watch. I, th- I think no matter how – I know how Knicks fans can be so impatient, the front office can be really impatient. But I, they're not going to, like, just trade a first-round pick or something to make their team a little bit better. They're going to be a team this offseason that will probably go to OKC and bundle – they will bundle all those picks together and give you like, hey, like we'll offer the full fucking package for this guy. And I mean, I know Donovan, they're worried about doing that with Donovan this summer because it, it would have left you with Donovan and whoever else and you still would be mediocre. But shit, at least like if a team like the Knicks do that, I mean, at least you have your guy. At least you have your guy. You do have your um, guy. I mean, I I still don't think he's gonna get traded. Um, the way I just don't is, see. I don't. I just don't see the point of the Thunder holding on to him, dude. Bill, this team is such a. You you have nine hundred picks. You trade those picks for players that can play. It's that's. I think it's that simple. That I don't think the. Knicks I just don't. Can, I don't well, think Presti's gonna do that. But like you can't keep just trading away players and getting pips and getting pips and then trading away players like for for what like you're at some point you're just not gonna have like like <laughs> I, it doesn't make like you can only play two K 
my sims for so long where you just keep trading players for picks it's like well what's the point like attendance matters if he wants to keep his job they need to put fans in the seats he can't just go on his entire uh gm career by just trading away every asset they have well i mean and then i'm sure shay's gonna want to win at some point especially if he has a an end and a season like this i mean maybe shay's gonna be like hey like when is this when are we doing something it's just that's the other question that comes into mind is when is Shay going to have that conversation with well, the front that, office? I mean, well, that he, was going to happen this season, but then they've played so well. I mean, like they have a lot of guys that can make leaps. I mean, Trey Mann can make a leap. Uh, Lou Dort's a solid player. Josh Giddy has looked good so far. I mean, like they just, I think it's going to take time, but like it's, they just got to get players to play in these games. And I think, I think that'll come with time. And if oh, this team was, such a waste. if this team was like, had the same record as the Lakers, I would agree that like, Oh, maybe Shea is going to start wanting a trade, but there's no way he's going to ask for a trade when he is being the leader of a what was a shitty team. He is single-handedly leading this team to almost 500 right now, 15 games in the season. Give them 30 games. Yeah, that's pretty ridiculous. If they're still, if they're 15 and 15 in in the next, like in another 15 games, he's not like, he's not going anywhere. He's like, he's building something. The fact that they're seven and eight right now is ridiculous. It makes no sense. But yeah, if they were just, if they were two and if they were two and thirteen, then yeah, I would be like, then if they were two and thirteen and Shea was even playing a quarter as good as he is right now, he'd ask out. Yeah, I mean, dude, he's just single handedly carrying this team. No, he he is. Well, uh, let's uh let's move on to our uh our. Fourth quarter of the Off the Pine podcast. Ugh. Here we go. Uh, why, why do the Thunder have a better record than my balls? Pain. Hate it here. All right. Well, we're going to move our conversation to the Eastern Conference. Uh, we are headed to the number one team in the East. Uh, playing in the TD Garden, we have the Boston Celtics. They're on a seven game win streak right now i believe um eight game win streak yeah they've won eight games in a row they're the best team in the league um their two best players jason tatum is fifth in scoring and uh jalen brown has the second best mid-range shooting percentage in the league only behind curry uh, let's fifth. make a note that Tatum's fifth in the league in scoring is at like 32 points per game. Let's just make that, <laughs> let's yeah. make that apparent. It's 31.2. Um, yeah. So, and that's, that's fifth. <laughs> so I think it's, uh, I think I would say yes, but are they the best duo in the NBA? Ooh, um, wow. Good question. I mean, I kind of, I definitely like how they complement each other. Um, it's as of right now, they might have to be. I mean, Kawhi is not healthy, so you really can't give PG and Kawhi the benefit of the doubt. Um, Chris Paul is a choke artist in the playoffs. Um, he's not even averaging ten points a game this year. Yep. I mean, you know, Zach and Levine and Demar just. You know, they're not even in the conversation. Nothing. I don't even, I don't even know why you brought them up. <laughs> Last year they were, when they were healthy, they were. They both, I mean, you got, uh, you got Shay and Josh Giddy. It might be a competing <laughs> duo. I don't know. I mean, realistically, there's eighty in LeBron. Kevin, the record sucks. There's Kevin, Kevin Porter, Porter Jr. and Jalen Green. You got, uh, I mean, James Harden, Joel is probably the only. James Harden Joel is probably the only realistic duo that they could compete with. And then maybe like Giannis and Drew Holiday or Chris. Like, I don't know. That's the thing. I mean, like, 
I think with what we've seen in the first 15 games, I think they're obviously the best duo. I mean, James Harden's out. Um, will yeah. they be able to sustain this is the question. Chris Middleton comes back. James Harden comes back. Maybe the Lakers start winning. Maybe the Nets start winning. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard comes back. Get on. Those are those are five duos right there that on paper are just as talented as Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And then there's you mean you mean old you mean Father Time and Street Clothes Davis? Yeah, you know, are just well, as good as just as good as Brown and Tatum. They definitely can be. Well, I mean, one's on my fantasy team. I've been trying to trade for Jason Tatum for the last like couple of weeks. The guy whoever had him just doesn't say yes to my trade request. Uh, he probably doesn't even look at him. No, he probably doesn't. By the way, are, are you gonna lose? Are you gonna lose again? Are you about to go two and three? I might. Oh, that's bad. Well, um, bro, I both do... two of my two of my three first round picks have been out with injury the last two weeks. Kawhi is starting tonight. Yeah, that's tough. Um, well, hey, I have a I have a question. Who do you think the Who do you think has the highest plus minus in the league? Hint. Um, hint. Yeah, already. Yeah, I, already know. Yeah, don't, I know. I don't go look the, on uh, Twitter. It's. No, I looked at the spreadsheet. So it's that uh, white dude at Boston, that uh, the dude who just like runs around and just pops threes, like the the shooting, the moving shooter that Boston desperately needed. Yeah, well, because you don't know his name and you just read it on the sheet of paper, I'll assume you didn't know who it was. But it's Sam. No, I know who it is. Sam Hauser. I know who it is. I've seen the highlights. He literally is like. Boston, like Celtics Twitter has been saying, like, this is like the like run around, get open moving shooter that like Boston like really needed. Yeah, Sam Hauser is the best plus minus in the league. Um as of right now, he's hit more three-pointers than Luca, Trey Young, Devin Booker, Katie, and Kat. Um this dude, this dude's been balling and the entire really the bench the Celtics is really good. They even they even lost Malcolm Brogdon. He's been injured, but Derek White has been stepping up. Grant Williams is showing promise again. This team yeah. just, and Blake, I love every Blake Griffin minute we can get. Um, yeah, they're really good, man. And they're doing all this without Time Lord. I mean, like like Brogdon's been hurt. I mean, they lost Gallinari for the year. Like, imagine how like stacked this team could be. And they're putting up like his since the merger. They're having they put up they putting up the best offensive rating since the merger. Wow, I didn't. Even so know. like I think it's it's Boston and then it's Sacramento and everyone else. Yeah, no, Boston is uh Boston's fun, man. They're uh they've been playing so well. They deserve to be the fourth quarter of this podcast. They deserve it. They've been playing so well. Um. I don't mean I just Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, dude. They I I wrote about it this offseason when I was talking about the teams next season or for this season. And I said that finals experience, I think, lit lit the fire under their ass. And they Yeah, I'm sure they, I'm sure it did. They were gonna come into this year one and one thing, and that's to get back to that spot. And they're playing like they're capable of doing it. Yeah, they will. Uh, I think I think it'll be when it comes down to it, I think it'll be a Hell of a showdown between them and them and Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, I think those, I mean, it's really been like Milwaukee, Boston, and everyone else. And Drew Holiday's been hurt for Milwaukee, and even Giannis has missed a couple of games, I think, just to give him some rest. And yeah, like it's, it's really been those two teams and everyone else. Yeah. Well, you know. So. The 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 Kings and the the Kings have been there too, but we're gonna save the Kings for our uh, Sunday pod. Hear all about the light beam shining into the night sky of Sacramento. Come back to us on Sunday. Yeah. Trade. This was a good one. Um, no, 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 no final thoughts on Boston. No final I mean, thoughts. We, we just we just started like talking about the Kings well, out of nowhere. Fun. I got to. Uh, I, I didn't even get a chance to like think if I had more comments to make. 
Well, yeah, um, do you have any final? We're just at the we're at the fifty minute mark, so I just want to know. Um, this 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 will be the year that Jalen Brown finally makes an All Star team with Tatum. I will say that. Um, it's going to be really cool to see when this team gets Robert Williams back in the lineup, and when this team's fully healthy, they're going to be. They're, yeah, they're going to be. They're a juggernaut this year. Yes, what it is. Tatum's going to be in the MVP talks all year. Um, just like last year, they're a top offensive and defensive team in the league. Um, I mean, they're gonna they there's a, like probably the biggest obstacle is Milwaukee. We'll yeah. see how Philly looks when they get when they get healthy. Um, but this team could easily go right back to the finals and easily win it again. So Marcus mm-hmm. Smart again is having a defensive player of the year type year. Um what he's been doing to opponent teams' guards has been ridiculous. Not even just guards, whoever he defends. Like, yeah. Holding to like 30s and 20s and 40% shooting nights. It's insane. Yeah. Grant Williams has impressed me too a lot. He's um someone's gonna overpay him this off this coming offseason for sure. It'll be the Bulls. Uh but my my hot take for this. Oh, it probably will, honestly. We could use them for it. It might it actually might be the Bulls. Which I wouldn't hate, but I don't know. I'm not gonna get down there. This is this, this is this is the season that uh Jason Tatum wins the All Star Game MVP and Sam Hauser wins the three point shootout. Ooh, book it, book it. Okay, book it. Book it. he's gonna beat Brooke Lopez by one by one shot three point contest. And, and Grant and Grant Williams wins the Skills Challenge. <laughs> sweep, sweep, and they cancel the. Yeah. Perfect. They should. Well, um, I hope they do too. Well, this is this has been a good one. A little bit under an hour tonight, guys. Sorry we went a little bit long. Um, thank you for listening. And uh, yeah, just remember, uh, there's no more rat on the bench. It's Jack and Trig, and we're off the pine, baby. Off the pine. All right. All right. Well, yep. We'll see you guys. Uh. Yeah, we'll, we won't see you on Sunday, but we'll record Sunday. <laughs> we actually we actually won't even see you at all. Um, you'll or even hear you. You'll just hear us. You'll hear yeah. us. <laughs> all right. All right. Thank yeah. you to all the loyal fans out there. We love you. We love you. Yeah.